Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. In this episode, we wanted to take a bit of a break from just talking about every strategy on Amazon and basically how you can do X, Y, Z to make your business better. Because we know that every so often you just need some flat out inspiration to achieve the things you want in life. And this is the perfect time to do so because we're celebrating our 50th episode of the Sprint to Profit podcast. So we literally are going to celebrate this occasion by talking about how to celebrate wins in your business. Yeah, that's right. So this is the inspiration episode. So what we wanted to do is just share the love of some of our listeners and members, just in terms of like, you know, what they've got, the great wins that they've got from their business this year. And they're not all like massive wins, right? You know, all of a sudden going from, well, we, when we interviewed Heather a couple of weeks ago, and she went from $800,000 a year to 2.25 million. That's obviously a massive win. Yeah. But there are other wins that you can get in your business, you know, every day, every week, every month that it's almost like your own little mini celebrations that you want to make sure it's not just always about the destination where you're going right it's about those little things that we that we do along the way also that's what we're going to talk about as well is how you can actually plan out your own mini celebrations when you hit some of those high notes in your business so we're going to talk about four main things number one planning your goals to know when you've actually achieved a win right so like we said it doesn't have to be a big thing it can be those little things along the way Number two, sharing some real wins from members and listeners so that you can get excited and inspired by those ones. Also give you some ideas about what you can do as well. And then number four, actually, I think I said number two, and then I went to number three without saying number three. But basically, <laughs> number three is doing that, giving you some ideas about how you can plan celebrations, even for those small wins, keep you confident, make sure that you keep moving forward. And number four, what you should do if you're actually not getting any wins. Now, I would say you probably are. You just don't know you are. But if you don't feel like you're getting any wins, how do you uncover them, but also make sure that you hit those bigger ones as well? Yeah, and it may sound like no big deal or like something only people without strong conviction may need, uh, you know, but even the toughest seller still needs some kind of reward from their business in order to make it feel more real and more successful. We see this time and time again, people getting burnt out, people feeling like their business is just grinding them to, you know, a pulp and they're not really feeling like they want to proceed in the business anymore. But a lot of people don't know exactly what they want from their business in the first place. So they don't know when they're actually achieving what they want and how they're successful or whatever. So for example, if you're doing 50,000 in sales per month, but you still don't take an income or don't understand at what level you are considered quote unquote successful, then you're very unclear about what business your business is supposed to do for you in the first place. So let's break down a little bit of a simple structure for planning success in your business. Now, keep in mind that these are just examples of what some people might consider to be a successful version of their business. And you may have a different definition of success for what you want in your business, you know, what your business wants going to do for you. So number one, just ask yourself how much income you need to just make from your Amazon business in order to pay your bills. So if you have about $3,000 in bills every month, if your Amazon business could pay those bills, that's a huge success, right? You know, if your business is, is if, if your business is paying for your life and, and just, you know, making sure that you're covered, that's a huge success. Now, that's not the only success, but that is a huge success. You know, we call that success goal number one. If you can pay yourself that much each month, then you are a successful business person. Like nobody can say that you're not successful when you're paying for your lifestyle based on your business doing that for you. If you currently don't pay yourself that much from the business, then let's aim for a mini goal along the way. So for example, you might want to get to $1,000 profit or an income, whichever one, 
per month as a minimum. So, you know, your business has to hit a certain milestone for you to be considered it, consider it, you know, successful or being on the way to being successful. Now, if you currently do pay yourself that much from the business, you know, in order to pay your bills, then let's shoot for something a bit higher and see what else you can achieve. For example, you might want to hit a million dollars in sales with a profit margin of at least 15%, let's say, and pay yourself above that $75,000 mark for your annual salary. Now, this is absolutely possible. It's not going to be possible like in year one for most people. I don't know of anybody that's like, hey, I paid myself a $75,000 salary in year one of their Amazon business. But this is something that you can work towards, you know, maybe in year two, year three, something like that. And then as you start to add more products and that business becomes more cash flowing, then you can start to take the profit and the income out of it. And that's what we really want you guys to understand is that this isn't just like, hey, go out there and get rich really quick and then, you know, replace your income right away. Most people don't really get to the point where they can even quit their job for maybe two years, two and a half years. But at that point, their business is turning over roughly that, you know, $800,000 in sales or a million dollars in sales at like, you know, 15, 20% profit margin after all expenses. And then they pay themselves 50, 60, 75, $100,000. And then they live comfortably off of their Amazon business and then just keep growing it that way. So those are just some of those things that you can think about as you're going through your journey. You know, those are some what we would call, you know, big success goals. And even just getting those little ones along the way of, you know, getting $1,000 in profit it doesn't even have to be an income necessary. It could just be profit for first. And then maybe if you could pay yourself $500, that's a huge win. I mean, we even had a, a coach in our business uh, that we have for our real coaching company. She was paying herself, I think it was like $250 from her business or something like that just to start, yeah. just so that way she could see wins from her business. So yeah. it's something you can do as well. You know, you're probably not going to need every single dollar from your business every single month to go back into the business. So just start planning it out. And as soon as you can kind of compile that into a bank account, you know, you might look back and say, okay, like 250 month this month, 500 next month, 750 the next month. And as you start doing this, you'll find out that your bank account's growing to six, $8,000. And then you have a good chunk of change for you to pay yourself or take a nice trip or do something fun with that. Yeah. And actually it's, it's important to um, like reflect on this a little bit, I think, because a lot of people don't take anything yeah. right at all until they think that they're swimming in money which is which is kind of interesting and so like you said yeah you might not get $75,000 annual salary in your first year but you might achieve the run rate to get to $75,000 per year right so what i mean by that is you start your business you get your first product going you start to bring money in then you launch your second product by then maybe a third product in 12 months and now by the end of that year you could be you could be at a position where you could start to take five thousand dollars per month for yourself at the end of that year. So you haven't earned seventy five thousand dollars in annual salary, but the next year you will earn that because you're already on that run run rate track. Yep. And if you start to think about, um, we you know we talk about profit first, right? Which also includes income first as well. So like Isaac said, you know, like you said, if you've got $200 a month first, just take it out, but always take it out because I think that's where we start to lose motivation is you, you feel like you're just putting the money all, all the time back into the business. Like it's some kind of, as um, Mike McCallowitz says, right? It's a cash eating monster, right? It's yeah. because you kind of make it that way because you feel like you ought to. Um, I also see a lot of people believing that that's the way to run the business is just to plow all the money back in. But usually what happens is, is that it makes you lazy with the money, right? Because yeah. you feel like you've got all this money in the business, launching new products, then you want to leave your job, but you realize, well, you haven't got any spare cash to take out of the business. You're not actually putting that aside as real 
income money. Yep. So, yeah, try and get this concept, guys, because um, like we said, you don't need to take it straight away in terms of 75 grand, obviously, but 100 bucks every month. Just start with, but it's got to be consistent. I think that's the key thing, right? It's just keep that consistency and then keep upping the amount. And yeah. you'd be surprised how much you have actually. Yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, people always say, you know, I'm I'm not going to take any money out of the business. I want to get it to be successful. I'm like, well, as I was kind of just alluding to there, one of the key success goals of your business is to pay you income, right? So if you're not paying yourself income, you'll never be successful with your business. The the point of the business is to pay you money. That is the entire point of the business. Now, some might be not, uh, not for profit business or whatever. You still usually pay yourself in those types of business. And maybe it's a charity type business, whatever. But in the end, it's to make the money to pay someone or something, right? So if you're not doing that and all you're doing is pumping back into, you know, growing the business, eventually you're going to realize that that's not a successful business model. Even Amazon at some point had to stop saying, you know, themselves had to stop saying, okay, we can't just keep taking losses every quarter. Yeah. We've got a bunch of investment in this, but we actually have to start making profit. Otherwise our investors are probably going to stop giving us money. So every business has to actually make profit. Every business has to pay their employees. Everybody has to make some money out of it or else that business is just going to sink. So Keep that in mind as what, what you should be considering as success marks and not just like, hey, I got to $100,000 in sales. Okay, well, did you pay yourself any money or did you make any profit? If you didn't make enough then to pay yourself, then that business model is not that successful in, in my opinion and probably in most people's opinion, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. So now that you've got the goal set, you basically need to set your business up with the right strategies and the right products to hit those goals, right? Because that's the key thing, especially in, in an Amazon business. It's the products really that are going to make the, well, the numbers behind the products that are going to make yep. the, the goals a reality. Now, we know this is the hard part. So, but we've worked with a lot of people who basically lost confidence in their business at one point or another because they were really comparing themselves to huge sellers who may not be making the money, by the way, like we've just been talking about, um, and got discouraged by their lack of results. So I know that a lot of people will say, come to us and, and say, yeah, but, you know, I'm not advanced yet. And I said, well, what does that mean? Oh, well, I'm not, you know, doing over $100,000 or I'm not, you know, doing over a million dollars a year yet or that type of thing. Well, it doesn't mean to say you're not advanced. Have you actually started the business? Have you got a product going? You've, you've made some result along that way, right? And so um, don't, we, we say this a lot, but I still think it's worth repeating. Don't focus on the on people that tell you they've just, they've sold a lot on Amazon, Right. People have to do that to kind of give some credibility to say, we know what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, um, it's their journey. It's not your journey. And usually they're not making a lot of profit in that business model. So you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That's why we're always very keen for you guys to just think about, okay, this is what I need. This is what I want. And therefore, that's what I'm going to work towards. So don't get discouraged by those big sellers. Get inspired that it's possible. But don't get discouraged by that because it's your journey. Yep. So we're not going to be sharing stories today to discourage you at all, right? These are meant to inspire you. Um, but we are going to share some of the wins of some of our members and listeners to explain how they overcame their hurdles. And we're also going to celebrate their success so you know that it's possible for you as well. And it also doesn't have to be as much as you think that you need to live the life that you want. So have that in the back of your mind when we're going through some of these and think about, yeah, what, what would, what would my kind of goal look like? And when, when would it, when, when I feel it would be possible to achieve it. So let's dig into a couple of these right now. So we've got Debbie here, Debbie Wallace. Now we started to work with Debbie, I think back in June, in 20, July, yeah. July, June, July, 2020. 
Um, and um, she says here, you know, I just want to thank you all for your wonderful training. I was part of the July to September 2020 team and you changed my life. Now, when we get stuff like that, that's a win for us, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Because we're like, really? What, why? what happened? You know, it's kind of, obviously we want you, we want people to be successful, but it's, it's also kind of crazy to kind of hear that coming back at you as well. So we consider yeah. that a win, right? And the whole thing is like, that's our goal is to like help people do these things. And then we forget that we actually can do that. And then when they tell us that it happens, we're still surprised every time. It's like, Oh, yeah. awesome. It worked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It works. <laughs> So how did we change your life? Well, I don't think we, you know, we didn't make her, I don't know, any fitter, any stronger, any <laughs> whatever, right? But basically she says, I implemented and followed everything to the detail and I just had a fabulous and profitable peak season. I was the struggling seller that you helped out where I was ready to throw in the towel. So we actually do hear that quite a bit actually where, um, you know, people have just got to that point. They've been trying and trying and trying, but just haven't had that breakthrough. So again, that's a, we consider that a win because we're like, well, awesome. We managed to turn someone around from chucking it all in to, you know, making a success of it. She says, I know my products are seasonal, but I'm very chuffed, chuffed in British. So it means I'm very happy. Right. Yeah. So I'm very chuffed with the figures in October to December. I sold 9,800 units with a turnover of 252,000 pounds, which in, in kind of dollars, that would be around 300,000. Yeah. 300,000 roughly. Uh, my biggest problem, she says during this period became running out of stock. So yeah, here's the thing, guys, you have a win, but you also create another problem usually <laughs> for yourself. So it never stops, right? You've always got something that you're trying to come over, but Debbie is now celebrating the win that she did. She's not focused on the stock problem. Right. So she started air freighting um, because she just didn't see the volume coming. She probably didn't believe in the fact that she could actually create that. And she says, thanks, team. And if you've got any events in the UK, please let me know, as I would love to attend to meet you all. And then she's now on to sourcing new products for the summer, which yeah. is awesome, right? So that was, it's kind of a big win, actually. That she, I think she, when she first started with us, she was doing 5,000 a month, 5,000 yep. pounds a month. Yep. That's right. I, know, so, I mean, that's almost a hundred thousand US dollars a month that she became, you know, over three months for those three yeah. months of October to, to December, which going from essentially 7,500 US dollars to a hundred thousand US dollars that quickly. That's yeah. a huge win. <laughs> yeah. Huge win. Huge win. So she was definitely celebrating. We were definitely celebrating. Um, but I think it just shows you that number one, she was struggling. She wanted to throw in the towel, her words. And um, she feels like she's completely had a massive turnaround in terms of where she's going in the business. So we're telling you this, guys, so it's possible, right? If you just focus on what you need, what you want, and then finding the, the gold in the, in the products and the business that you've already got. That's, that's the key thing that we did with Debbie was she already had a business. She already had products. She just didn't realize where the gold was, right? She just didn't realize where she could actually leverage it. Mm -hmm. um, she took so, the advice and actually put it into action, which was huge. I mean, most people will listen to us and do some of it and try some of it, but she actually stuck in there and, and, you know, sometimes she was like hesitant or, or resistant against the advice at first. But then when she started to see, you know, what, what we were talking about, she it made a lot of sense. And then she started to put that together and actually move forward. And I think m the main things that she was really focused on was conversion for her products. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting really focused on that conversion rate is is massive. And you don't actually have to do a lot to get that conversion rate up. You just have to know that that's the problem, right? 
And then we've also got, um, before we move on from Kristen Blackmore, now we've been working with Kristen probably 18 months now, I think. She came to one of our workshops and then she joined the program as well. And her latest wins to share. Yesterday, I hit my first five-figure sales day. And a few days ago, before that, I hit my first $50,000 sales week. Two-thirds of my products launched 10 weeks ago and all fall in the uh, in the under $20 price point, right? So she's not selling like massive um, high-priced products. She's basically doing what we tell her to do, right? Is um, high-velocity products that give you a high margin. I mean, that's you, we're not we're not worried about what the price point is, right? But she's she's just kind of like explaining what she's been doing. Also, two of them are under fifteen dollars. So again, you don't not, you don't need these high-priced products. Most days over the past month, each product has had its turn, or two, or three, or four, of hanging out in the new look FC transfer and even out of stocks, which just inspires me more for twenty twenty one. I'm not sure what she means by that. So I think what she's saying is that it's being like, it. there's no inventory to actually buy because she keeps running out of stock because they're selling so well. So it's like being transferred so they can't actually purchase it, which means that, you know, she probably is going to get even more of sales coming up when they actually are in stock because these are, most of these were, you know, brand new products at the time. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Um, she's saying a 12-month plan evolves daily. So she's constantly you know, she sets the plan and then she goes back and reviews the plan. Um, and she says, today it looks nothing like it did 10 weeks ago. So she started with the plan. She's celebrating the wins and obviously the wins are coming a lot quicker than what she expected. And she's like, it's way better and I'm bursting to build. So I think when she what she talks about there is she's seen those wins coming. They're actually better than what she thought they were going to be. And then that motivates her and inspires her even more to build even more, right? And, get, and keep this keep this going. So she, her advice is, whatever is being thrown at you right now, keep spending time on tasks that move you forward. And thank you to everyone in the forum, the mastermind, and every coaching call. You all inspire me. So um, I think just making sure that she's, number one, moving forward, doing the right things, but then also having all that support behind her to making sure that she's still focused on the right things as well. Yeah. And I love that message at the end from Kristen about, you know, focusing on what needs to be focused on in your business, because I think a lot of times sellers, you get distracted by trying to be cool, hang out with like people that, you know, seem like they know what they're talking about, or, you know, go network at an event just for the sake of meeting somebody. But, you know, that really doesn't do anything. And, and following every shiny new object or black hat tactic that comes up, those aren't long-term sustainable business things that are going to help you move forward, Right. So we want you guys to understand that focus is a key factor for pretty much anything to be successful. Um, you know, if you want to be the best swimmer, guess what? You're gonna to have to swim a lot. If you want to be the best runner, you're gonna to have to run a lot and you have to focus on doing that and, and focus on the exercises and the things that you're gonna to have to do just like that with Amazon. So, you know, celebrating your wins can come in any shape or size. And we want you guys to understand that you truly need to take that time to find your wins and celebrate them. So you might be thinking, well, how do you do that? And when do you celebrate? It's really easy fuck to find things for you to celebrate when you think about them. So it's up to you for whatever you want to celebrate and what things you want to celebrate for. But here are just some ideas about what you can celebrate some small victories and, and how you might do it. So maybe you just selected your first profitable product after doing the hard yards of research, go out and take a day off you know, from Amazon, you know, go do whatever you want. Just don't work that day, get your head clear because the next part of the journey is going to be, you know, kind of a, 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 a lot to really put into your brain. So you, you kind of want to be in the right headspace before you start with the marketing and the pre-launch and all that stuff. Make sure you know that it's the, the, the profitable product selection is, is one thing, 
but then actually getting it sold and understanding the marketing, that's a whole nother side. So get your head space cleared, you know, take a day off, you know, go, go do something with your family or whatever, and just make sure that you're in the right spot. Now, another way that you can do a celebration is you get your first sale on Amazon. Well, crack a bottle of wine or champagne to celebrate the absolute reality of your business coming to fruition. Now, I know, Kirsty, I remember you, your story was, you know, when you first saw your first sale come through, you were actually in Bali at the time, which seems like a celebration in and of itself, but that was actually just your place to go start the business. Um, so did you do anything when you first saw that come through? Oh my God. Well, yeah, it's funny enough. I just literally was doing a podcast with someone this morning and he said to me, when, when did you start? And I said, I can tell you my first sale was the 22nd of October, 2013. So I still remember the date. I remember it really well because I'd put up the listing the night before because of the time zone, right? And it was in the US. And then I woke up and I literally opened my seller account and I had a sale. And I was just gobsmacked. Like I was just, <laughs> what am I going to do? So I, um, my celebration really was um, to call everyone, right? And <laughs> tell everybody. <laughs> it's gonna work it's gonna work so I remember calling my mum all my mates back in Australia all that type of thing it was hilarious um leaving everybody voice messages and they're like and well, then, how much was that sale for you like ten dollars yeah it was actually no because this it was 30 bucks it was 30 dollars okay. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it and then I got another one as well so I, I actually got one later that day as well um and then I had a big slap up breakfast because, you know, these hotels, they give you nice breakfast and stuff. And so I did that and I went for a massage, you know, and then I went to the beach and a coconut. So yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember it all very well. I think at that point as well, I was like, oh yeah, this thing's just going to go off. I mean, then I didn't have any sales the next day, but then I got some the next day after that. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I was, I remember it very well. Yeah. And it's a bit of a roller coaster, Like you said, you're not going to get just a steady stream of increasing sales forever and ever. You'll have ups and downs. You'll have times where you run out of stock, but celebrate those things when they happen because you're building a business. And when it comes to the point where it actually is in a reality mode, that's something to celebrate because you put in probably three to six months of work before you ever get that first sale on Amazon. And that first sale is is just telling you that you're doing things the right way. Yeah. So it's highly good to you know take that time. I would say as well, like when we started, there was no set strategy, right, of selling anything. Yeah. And and so a win in itself for me is that right now, if you start in the business, you've, there's so many, there's so much, um, uh, so many strategies out there that work that you can follow. Whereas when we did it, it was, okay, I got a sale, awesome, but I didn't know why I'd got the sale. And yeah. so the hard work actually came later when I was trying to figure out a system so, um, right, you know, right now it's, it's so much easier to be able to just plug a system in and then, and, and watch it go. So that's a win in itself, guys. The, the Amazon sponsored ad stuff was barely even usable at that point. Like yeah. you might, might've used one, but it was like, does it work? I don't even know how to monitor or track this stuff. Like it doesn't make any sense. I didn't sense even know it was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people didn't never use it. So yeah, it was a pretty interesting back in those days when, the main goal was like, Hey, try to get visibility, but how you do that is pretty strange. And it's just based on what Amazon thinks is going to work or not at that point. Yeah, now exactly. it's a lot different and you can actually use techniques to get yourself visible. So that's pretty cool. So a couple other objects that maybe, you know, points where you could start to celebrate is maybe you hit a thousand dollars a month in sales. Well, have a dinner with your family or friends and tell them the good news. You know, not everybody in, in your inner circle or even in your friend circle is going to have a business that does a thousand dollars a month. You know, nobody probably, you know, runs a business where they're getting a thousand dollars a month. Maybe, 
you know, some kid doing an eBay store or something might be doing that. But most adults don't have a business that's generating income every single month. Um, so, you know, maybe if you hit 5,000 per month, then take it spa day or do something outdoors and reflect on how you've grown the business to a real sales turning machine. Say you hit $10,000 per month. Well, pay yourself, maybe your first dividend or start to pay yourself a real income. You know, you could pay yourself along the way before this, but this might be the point where you say, okay, look, I could actually pay myself a thousand dollars a month, or I can pay myself because I've got, you know, $20,000 in the bank from getting to this point so far, I can pay myself $5,000 of a dividend or something like that. This is actually almost exactly what I did with my first payment to myself. I took a trip to Mexico and me and my wife spent like a week in Mexico. I think she was actually there for two weeks visiting more of her family, but that, I think it was like $2,800. And I was like paid by the business. So I was like, that's the best thing I could do because the, the income from the business wasn't necessarily something I needed, but to be able to say that I could take a trip and not have to shell it out of my own pocket was a huge, you know, bonus for me and my, my wife. And she got to see her grandma and her grandpa and all that stuff. So it was awesome. And that was definitely a huge reward. You know, maybe you hit $20,000 a month in sales. Well, use some of the money from your business to plan something for yourself, such as a trip or a weekend getaway. Uh, you know, obviously pay yourself again, but that's kind of what you're doing. Like you just plan these little things. Now, it's not to just blow the money. Like the point of the business is to obviously make that thing grow and, and work and scale, but you have to be rewarded. If you don't reward yourself, that business is, there's no point to that business. So the idea here is that when you reward yourself from the business successes, that you actually get regenerated and, and, and renewed confidence and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's huge for your confidence and, and, and your ability to focus on the business and be happy that the business is working. So I also want to be clear that not all wins are based on sales or income. You could celebrate wins that merely are just hurdles that you've overcome, such as number one, turning a negative customer experience into a five-star review on Amazon. That happens way more often than you expect. Like you find a, a review, somebody's left a five, you know, a one-star review on Amazon. They luckily put their name there so that you can kind of track down their order. You reach out to them. You say, hey, so sorry about that. Maybe you got a defective item, something like that that really then turns them back into, you know, updating their review on Amazon to a five-star and saying that your, your customer service and your above and beyond support really turn it into a positive experience. That's a huge win. You know, have a, have a night off, you know, go binge watch some game of Thrones or something just to celebrate and kind of take <laughs> your mind off of it, whatever, you know, another big one is getting Amazon seller support to actually solve a critical issue that gets your business back on track. Maybe your listing was suspended. You're ungate, you need to get ungated in a category, something like that that's a win. You know, those are big hurdles that sometimes when, when it happens, you think that the world's crashing down, but if you get over that, you realize that there is a solution to every problem and that can really move you forward. Another great one is getting a great email from a customer explaining how your products have helped them in their life. You know, that's, you know, just like how uh, Debbie said, we helped her change her life and, and make it better. Sometimes you get that from actual customers that's saying like, man, this thing actually worked and it saved me time or saved me money or it did this for my life. These are all great moments to celebrate. And you can even do a little bragging to your family or friends or other seller friends that you know, because you earn the credit. So take it. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that one about the customers, because I think, especially with something like Amazon, we're quite disconnected from the mm -hmm. customer. Um, you know, to be honest, we're, we're quite myopic about ourselves, right? We're thinking about what we want all the time. Um, but I always forget, like, how many people have actually bought my products? Like, if you're doing a million dollar business, how many people out there have bought your products? So sometimes just reflect on how many units you've sold yeah. and how many, that means that's the amount of people that have actually got something that you created in their, 
household and they're using it and that you know it's making their life better so yeah that's that's a really good one I used to I used to get that a lot more when I worked in um, branded you know household brands because I could literally walk down the supermarket aisle and go "Ooh, I did that packaging that's awesome (laughs) you know and I'd I'd like buy it buy it and take it home and show all my mates and who really were not interested but anyway I loved it (laughs) so you know you spent like six months on a project so do that you know buy your products show your friends and family guess what you know hundred thousand people bought this product. Can you believe it? Yep. So do do stuff like that, and just who cares if people are like, yeah, whatever. At least you know, right? Um, and that's the thing. A lot of people may think they're not actually getting wins, right? So just moving forward, as we said, like uh, Kristen said earlier, you know, it's just just moving forward and and doing something is actually a win in itself. So if you feel like you're not getting wins, here's some tips on how to reframe stuff and pretty much get that motivation back. So number one is mindset on winning. So I think we've been talking a bit about this, but don't just think of a win as a destination. So just think about it. You might want to go on an all expenses paid first class trip to the Maldives in the lap of luxury, right? I think I this is this is my win, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this bloody COVID thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm saving enough, of, enough money to do that. Um but that doesn't mean that on the way, if we're gonna if we're gonna go away for the weekend, that we're not gonna enjoy it, right? Yeah, we're not going to the Maldives. I'm not flying first class. I'm not getting all my needs met with a, with a my own slide coming from my villa into the sea, right? But I'm going for an awesome weekend away and I'm going to enjoy myself. And so that's how you have to kind of think of the business, right? Just because you haven't hit the $1 million um, a year yet or the 50000 a month, it doesn't take away from the progress that you're actually making. So the best way I've found to actually do this is to commit to yourself to the plan during the week, right? So the week with your mini goals that keep moving you forward. So uh, just keep like a notebook or however you want to do it. So you can write it, physically write it down if you if you prefer that. Or you can have like a spreadsheet or you can have a Google Doc, whatever. And just basically record what you did. So one thing I like to do is say, this is what I want to achieve in the next week. And I don't mean like a list exercise. You don't want to have a massive long list because that can just actually derail you. Mm-hmm. So you want to think, okay, what's my top goal? What are my 90-day goals? Break that down. What do I need to get done this week to achieve that goal? And just keep a record of it. And this is not even about reviewing. Just review it in a month's time. So just write it down and tick off what you did. And then if you actually go back and review it in a month, you'll be, you're like, oh shit, I actually did all that stuff. Like I didn't, I forgotten that I actually did all that. And then you remember why you were actually doing it in the first place as well, right? Um, by doing that, you're just going to realize a lot more of the, the achievements and the little wins that you've actually made. And then give yourself a reward. So like we were saying, you know, a spa or a facial, but I could only think of stuff that I might do. <laughs> so I don't know. What do guys do, Isaac? Just drink beer or... Drink beer, uh, watch sports. Uh, you know, if we could ever go to a sporting event again, that's always a good one. You know, go to a sporting event. Uh, yeah, uh, have fun with our friends, barbecue, eat. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So whatever floats your boat, I don't know. You might want to try something new, some new new sport or whatever. But just go and do that because it's, like I said, it's not really the destination win that we're always going to do, right? Yep. And then number two, you might also want to think about reevaluating your business and your role within it. So everybody thinks that they're running the business, but then they do a lot of small tasks that could easily be outsourced. And and what tends to happen is, is that as we're doing that, um, you're basically taking away from getting those bigger wins, right? Because you're just 
stuck in that day-to-day I mean there's things I just outsourced it yesterday which is actually doing the covers for the podcast right and it was driving me bonkers because I was doing all this kind of what I felt were big stuff big wins pushing the business forward but then I'm like oh bloody hell I forgot to do that podcast thing again so after six months I've outsourced it to someone else to do so yeah (laughs) but I felt like that was a win I was like oh yes it wasn't a hard job but it was just something that number one I forgot to do and you know, it was just one of those things that was just like, I've got to get that thing done, but it's just not on my radar. So yeah. think about those things. We we have a bit of an exercise. Um, we didn't make this up. I, I can't remember where we got this from now. So we don't have the source, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but essentially, you want to think about what you're doing. You can always start with those things, right? What are the most annoying things that you're doing over and over again, repetitive tasks that you know are not moving the business forward? It's kind of like just treading water. It needs to get done, but it's treading water. And then you want to kind of basically apportion an hourly rate to the tasks that you're doing every day. So just think of it like $10 tasks. They're probably the repetitive things that you're doing day in and day out. $100 an hour tasks are things like um, probably doing your um, listings, that type of thing, right? Or maybe just doing some images for your listing. A $1,000 task would be tackling um, bigger things like your product selection and things like that because it's going to bring you probably more than $1,000 back into the business. So yeah, you want to pay yourself doing those tasks more. $10,000 tasks could be um, having a session with a coach or having a session with a business building network or whatever to essentially um, grow your business $10,000, right? So that's how you've got to start to think about the stuff that you're doing. And usually the stuff that you hate doing is repetitive. And usually those are the $10 tasks. And think about, okay, how can I outsource that task as soon as possible so that I can actually focus on the the bigger wins, the $100 tasks, the $1,000 tasks, et cetera. Because doing stuff is not the same as doing the right stuff, right? So um, don't feel like you should be busy. Feel like you should be actually getting the biggest high impact stuff done quickly and then go off and actually celebrate doing doing that stuff and and doing those wins. And then number three, if you can't really figure out what to do next, then literally get help, right? Don't leave it until it's too late. So when, when we work with people, we do, you know, we want to help everybody obviously, but it's, it's not, it's not great to find someone when they're so broken (laughs) that, you know, they just don't know where to turn. Right. So don't try and get to that point. You know, it's not a weakness to get help from anybody else. In fact, it's a key strength because learn from someone who's already done it. Learn from someone who can make you make that. It's like leapfrog, right? It's a leapfrog leadership that you're doing because what you're able to do is basically get rid of all that crap that you need. It's not a rite of passage. You you don't need to walk around like as we flog you down the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> just, you know, um, don't worry about that. Just think, yeah, I, I'm able to leapfrog to my bigger wins by getting help from people that have actually done it and have helped other people to do it. It's not just about what they've done. It's about be able to get those wins for someone else. Yeah. It'd be like, if you were trying to be a professional boxer, but you're like, I don't need a coach. I'm just going to go out and get my butt kicked a hundred times and then figure out what they do. So that way I can then try to figure it out while I'm getting my brain smashed in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they've got no brain left. Right. So you don't, <laughs> you don't want to get to that stage. Um, so again, not to toot our own horns, but I suppose we are really, but um this is actually something that we do every day with our members, right? And um, here's a recent one again from Denise Brown. Um, we worked with Denise at a workshop in 2019. Uh, early, 
Yeah, I can't remember if it was late 2019 or early 2020, but right around the same area. Around about that time. And then she joined the Sprint to Profit program. And then she was beavering away in the background, just, you know, getting her stuff done. And she finally launched her her first product. She says, I'm in week three of my launch. Every day my sales are growing. Yesterday I hit 80 units with only 11 from ads. So basically she's gotten 10% of her sales from advertising and 90% from, is that right? I'm going to do the math right. About 80-20, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Thereabouts. Um, <laughs> from organic sales, which is awesome. In three weeks, that is awesome. Yeah. My goal was to hit 19 a day by the end of nine weeks. So three weeks, she'd completely smash that goal, right? Uh, she's like, obviously, I'm beside myself with amazement. I love that amazement. So I'm, <laughs> like, she didn't really believe it was going to happen. Um, her ACOS, advertising cost of sale, is 24%. And her conversion has been at 42% and jumped to 56%. Um, and, and this was on the 9th of December, I think. Right. Yeah. And she started with zero reviews and now she's got six. So she's very excited. Now, if only I've got more inventory. So again, she hadn't kind of fully believed that that was going to happen. And, um, she probably actually couldn't plan for that properly. It was kind of, yeah, that's probably a little more than anybody could expect, but yeah, I mean, that's when, when things go right, that's what happens. You just run out of stock. You're like, I mean, I, I, plan, I try to plan for success, but sometimes it's just not enough. <laughs> yeah. And Denise was interesting because Denise had actually launched a product before, which completely failed in her words, yep. right? It just yep. completely bombed. Um, so this was also, this was a massive win for her. She says, thank you to everyone for such great support and training. I literally hear your voices in my head all day with great words of wisdom and advice as she makes decisions. So I think that's the point. It's not necessarily, we're, we're not going to run your business for you. You know, I, I, I read, I, would never recommend that you actually outsource your brain to someone else. You should learn it. It's your business. And yes, you want to outsource tasks, but not the whole overall, the whole overall thinking and strategy of the business. And this one from Jeffrey, he says, I normally set a pretty strict budget for my PPC as I don't want the cost to get out of control. During prime day in October, I increased my PPC budget five times to make sure I don't run out of budget. And I made $11,000 during the two day promotion. Then afterwards, I scaled right back down and my sales normalized about a thousand a day. Then before Black Friday, I had my coaching call with Regan. He suggested that I that I should not have any budget upper limit for the campaigns that are performing well. So he had a lot of campaigns that were actually very low ACOS, right? But he'd set himself a $30 a day budget. Um, I I know this because I interviewed him last week. We were just having a chat. And he's like, yeah, I just said, I said, why did you do that? He said, because that's what people have told me to do, just $30 a day. And so it's like, yeah, but as Regan, you know, pointed out, if you've got, um, if you've got profitable ad campaigns, you want to spend as much as possible on those profitable ad campaigns, because you're going to make more money. You're going to make, make more sales. And that's what the advice that Regan gave him. He says on Black Friday weekend, I increased the budget five times for all my campaigns. So that would have gone up to 150 bucks a day, right? For all the campaigns with less than 30% ACOS. Less than 30% ACOS. I kept them there even after the promotion ended. What happened was a revelation. My sales did not return to normal after Cyber Monday and it just kept going up and now averaging between four to $5,000 per day. I've always had a mental block about trying to save cost on PPC. This experience has really opened my mind and, cap- and catapulted my business to a new level. Thank you, Team Real. And also with Jeffrey, um, not only did that happen for him, but he also had 50 products that I think he was doing $20,000 a month with 50 products. Yeah. 
which is mad, right? And so I think he had a conversation with you and you were like, okay, you're right. And you looked at all the numbers and everything. It's like, yeah, these 10 products are the products that are making you the most money. So not only did he actually just put more money into his profitable campaigns that he already had, but he only put them on the products that actually made sense. Yeah. Which completely took away all those overwhelm in his business because he had too much to focus on when he first came into the program. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. People think that if you just add more products or more variations, that it's going to get you more money when in fact, a lot of times it just spends more cash for you and just means you have to carry more inventory. So we always talk about being impactful. And, and I've used this example before. And I want to use it again, because in, in every aspect of your business, you have to be intentional and impactful. It's just like when Steve Jobs came back to um, Apple, they had 200 plus, you know, different SKUs in their company. And Steve Jobs just said, show me the numbers. I want to see which products are performing well. And they basically found that only 10 products were worth keeping. So he said, get rid of the rest. And everybody at Apple almost lost their minds because they're like, this guy's insane. He's going to cut, you know, 90% of our inventory or our SKUs. And he expects us to make more money. And lo and behold, he was, he was right in the end. All they had to do yeah. was refocus on what needed to be done, those impactful products, and don't worry about the rest that aren't selling well. Leave that up to Samsung and you know Motorola and all these other companies out there trying to have 40 different smartphones for every type of user. I, I, iPhone is just like, we've got a smaller one now and a bigger one. And even before that, it was just like, you get one, and then sometimes we'll give you a different color, but that's it. They literally did not make a different version of, of the same product any, any given year. It was like, here's your new MacBook. Here's your new uh, iPhone. Here's your new iPad. That's it. That's all you get for the year. We'll do another one next year. And that's why they're so successful at doing this because they pretty much built that model of, you know, just be very, very focused on what works best. You do that and your business will run smoothly and you'll have less overwhelm and less, you know, cash flow issues and all that other stuff. And you'll actually be able to, you know, succeed long term. And I think that's a great lesson. You know, he even told the same thing to the new director of uh, the, the new CEO of Nike when he came on board. I can't remember that guy's name off the top of my head, but the new CEO of Nike after Phil Knight stepped down, he came to Steve Jobs and said, so what do you think I should do? And he's basically like, cut all the crap out of your business. And he's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, all the products that don't sell, just get rid of them. And he was like, I can't do that. Our customers need choice. He's like, not as much as you think. Yeah. <laughs> No, exactly, exactly. And it's funny, when I was um, in my old job, we had a we had a project like that where we had a we had a retailer that wanted basically us to fill a whole, you know, shelf, an aisle, right? So if you can imagine you go down a, a supermarket aisle, fill that whole shelf with all of our products. Now we didn't have enough product to to be able to do that. But it just didn't make any sense. We were number one spending money to do it. So we had to pay the retailer. They wanted it, so we had to but we had to pay for the space. But there was no clear customer um, insight in the products that they wanted us to develop. So as an example, having br branding as a toothpaste that was the same brand as something that helped you stop smoking, right? They thought that would be a great fit. It's like, yeah, but the toothpaste won't help you stop smoking, will it? Right. Anyway, <laughs> no, but, you know, that's what they wanted us to do. Yeah. And so we did it because... Anyway, I won't go into why, but anyway, we did it. But there were we it was all delisted within six months because guess what? No one was buying it, right? Because he didn't have a reason to believe. And the objective wasn't the right objective. It was just to fill a shelf space, not to actually, you know, provide the customer with the real need. And so that's it, guys. Just because you feel like you need to launch new products, you need to innovate, because that's what people tell you: innovation, innovation, innovation. But if you're only getting twenty thousand dollars a month, 
from 50 products, it doesn't make sense. You yeah. should be able to get to that level with like two products, three products. Yeah. It's funny because in that metaphor of, you know, well, yours is a real actual analogy, I should say. But if you use that as an analogy for Amazon sellers, that would be like listening to your supplier tell you what products to sell to your consumers. Because this happens a lot. People get that information from their supplier and say, oh, you know what is really selling really well right now? They have no idea that people are buying it from them because they're telling people to buy it. They have no idea if customers are actually going to buy it or not. But they're like, oh, buy this thing with this light on it. So that way people can, you know, this was something, this was actually a thing we had, which was a uh, power bank to charge your phone, but they put a light on it. And I was like, why the hell do you need a light? They're like, oh, customers want the light so they can see, you know, where to, like how to use it in the dark. I'm like, why are they using it in the dark? And why can't they just like use the phone to light something up? Like basically they're just adding functions and features to products just for what they might consider something technologically uh, more superior, but it has no sense in the real world. And in reality, customers didn't want it. What they wanted was a you know better priced version of that product, not a more expensive version of that product with a flashlight on it. So in the end, don't listen to the suppliers necessarily, listen to where the customers are, are buying stuff. And then basically listen to the Amazon research when you go there and look at it, which ones are people buying? Amazon tells you that information using tools like Jungle Scout. So don't just go out there and sell stuff just because you think that you're going to get those sales from it. It has to be proven that customers want to buy those things. And if not, then you're probably risking a lot that you shouldn't have to risk based on assumptions that you're making for, you know, not in reality, you know, you're just assuming things because you want to assume them because you like the idea versus is this actually going to sell well? Yeah. And just think, you know, can I do more with less? That's, that's our mantra. Yep. Um, because I would guarantee if you've got 50 SKUs and you're not there where you want to be, then you probably can. Right. Yeah. So um, that's a really good rule of thumb when you're going through your, your you know, your little um, lists every day and you're, you're saying, how can I do more with less? And that will help you kind of cut out a lot of the crap that you're already doing and be able to enjoy the bigger wins because you're able to actually focus and actually push that boulder forward. Yep. So we hope you guys have gotten some great insights about learning how to celebrate your wins and what you can see as wins in the business in order to keep you from getting discouraged and turn those tough situations into learning opportunities. As this is our 50th episode, we wanted to celebrate with you guys and make sure that we also look back on how far we have come. This is actually the first podcast recording we've done since I actually became a dad a week ago, uh, last Tuesday. So that's a pretty big win. Uh, so I guess number 50 was kind of the lucky number for us as far as <laughs> podcasts and my child being born. But yeah, so that's another one I'm celebrating. We've had the privilege to share, you know, our insights with our listeners, work with industry leaders to glean even more great information that is slightly outside of our scope of expertise. And we've talked with some really amazing Amazon sellers to share their journeys along their way. So all these conversations have made this podcast an incredibly rewarding experience. And we want to thank you guys for listening and being part of that journey. So, you know, if you guys have any insights or you want to share anything with us, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can go to our website, goteamreal.com and, and mention and just go there and, and uh, uh, chat with us on our live chat, or you can email us as well. But let's recap what we what you need to do to celebrate your wins. So number one, plan your goals to know what your wins are and when you have actually achieved a win. If you don't plan anything, you'll never know when a win is a win. We also shared some real wins from members and, and listeners to give some insight about what they consider a win and how they did it, you know, how they overcame some hurdles and what kind of, you know, you know, 
mindset they had before and after and all that good stuff. So that way you can really see how that applies to you. It's not just us telling you about them. It's also, you know, applying that to your situation and learning how you can overcome things. We also gave you some ideas about how you can plan celebrations for even small wins to keep you confident and in the game. So that way you feel like your business is moving forward. And we also mentioned that what you should do if you're not getting any wins, basically get help, seek people who know how to help you and help, help other people and, and, and have done it before. Right? So guys, remember, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. If you'd like to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, Head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.